0: Tracy Sable tonight on EWTN News Nightly calling for a pause. President Biden faces Republican backlash for his comments about the Israel-Hamas war. Standing strong. Senator Tommy Tuberville maintains his grip on military promotions over its abortion policy. Several Senate Republicans say they've had enough. Under attack. Many Catholic churches and schools in Ohio are being targeted by pro-abortionists ahead of the vote for Issue 1. And for the faithfully departed. How the Vatican honors those who have passed on this All Souls Day. These stories and more tonight.
1: From EWTN, the global Catholic network. This is EWTN News Nightly.
0: Thank you for being with us on All Souls Day. Our top story tonight as the Israeli military moves deeper into Gaza, the international criticism of the country's devastating war campaign is intensifying. are working around the clock to find survivors of Wednesday's airstrike on the Jabala refugee camp. This was the second strike on the camp in as many days. According to the Hamasran Gaza Health Ministry, more than 1,000 people had been killed, injured, or missing in those attacks. The Israeli Defense Forces released this video of tanks and soldiers in Gaza. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said troops are waging close-quarter combat with Hamas. In a statement, the IDF chief of staff said in part, quote, We have advanced another significant stage in the war. The forces are in the heart of northern Gaza, operating in Gaza City, surrounding it, and deepening the ground offensive and achievements. Well a frightening scene at a Catholic church in Gaza as an Israeli airstrike hits a nearby neighborhood <laughs> Worshippers at the Holy Family Church were stunned by the blast, frantically searching for safety afterwards. Holy Family is the only Catholic Church in the Gaza Strip. Meanwhile, more foreign nationals are making their way out of Gaza. This is the second day where civilians are being allowed to leave Gaza through the Rafa Crossing into Egypt. President Biden announced today that 74 Americans with dual citizenship have been evacuated. One of the first to leave was Barbara Zend, a pediatrician from Colorado who was in Gaza working with the Palestinian Children's Relief Fund. She talked about her experience being trapped. It's been scary in the last two weeks there. We kept running out of water and that was water to flush the toilet. We always were fortunate to have drinking water, which was not true of the Gazans that were just outside the fence from us. They were running out of drinking water. And um, but we ran out of water for washing and sanitation. We were having more and more cases of diarrhea show up in our community of 50. So I can't imagine what it was like outside the camp outside in the general camp area. And then at one point we calculated our food and we only had enough for two days. Well, Australia's foreign minister has confirmed that 20 citizens have been evacuated out of Gaza and are now in Egypt.
2: I'm so relieved and grateful this first cohort was able to cross. Uh, They're being supported by our consular staff in Egypt. They've been transported to Cairo and travel arrangements are being made for them to get home free of charge.
0: Foreign Minister Penny Wong assured the remaining Australians in Gaza that the country will push for their safe passage out. Around 65 Australian citizens have yet to be evacuated. Wong added to calls for a humanitarian pause in hostilities in order to allow food, water, and other supplies to reach the people in need. Well, to the north, on the border with Lebanon, the IDF says military and Hezbollah have been exchanging airstrikes. This as U.S. intelligence learned that Russia's Wagner mercenary group may be supplying air defense missiles to the Lebanese militia group. That is according to a report by the Wall Street Journal. Well, President Joe Biden's top diplomat is headed back to the Middle East. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is traveling to Israel and Jordan with several goals in mind, including freeing Americans held hostage by Hamas. White House correspondent Owen Jensen reports. Owen,
1: Tracy, good evening to you. In addition to that, Secretary of State Antony Blinken told journalists his goals include discussing Israel's ongoing battle against the Hamas terrorists, getting humanitarian assistance in and getting U.S. citizens out of Gaza, protecting civilians, and setting conditions for a durable, sustainable peace in the future. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, before flying off to the Mideast, tells reporters Of course, we're intensely focused every
3: single day on the hostages and taking every possible step that we can,
1: uh, in concert with others, uh, to secure their release. The war between Israel and Hamas proving to be a divisive topic for President Joe Biden. On Wednesday, he visited a family farm in Minnesota. My administration continues to work around the clock to reunite those families. We're not going to give up. But just after that engagement, according to a White House transcript, the president spoke at a fundraiser where a person interrupted saying, Mr. President, if you care about Jewish people as a rabbi, I need you to call for a ceasefire right now. The president responded, I think we need a pause. Later adding, a pause means give time to get the prisoners out. And in the White House press briefing room today, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. Not just talking about like one pause.
0: What we're trying to do is explore the idea of as many pauses as might be necessary to continue to get aid out and to continue to work to get people out safely, including hostages.
1: Meanwhile, President Biden welcomes Chile's President Gabriel Boric to the White House. Chile, one of several South American countries, protesting Israel's military operations against Hamas in Gaza. Chile has recalled its ambassador to Israel. We embark on this next century partnership. Let's make it even stronger. Also arriving at the White House, President Luis Abinader of the Dominican Republic. The partnership between our nations is, I think, stronger than ever before. Also tonight, as President Biden runs for re election, Michigan Democrats warn his response to the Israel Hamas war could put his re election campaign in jeopardy. Michigan holds the largest concentration of Arab Americans in the nation. At the White House, Owen Jensen, EWTN News Nightly.
0: On Capitol Hill, newly elected House Speaker Mike Johnson says President Biden should not be trying to dictate Israel's next move.
1: And now, as Israel begins the next phase of its war, it's been kind of disturbing to us. I've heard Democrats uh, suggest that there needs to be a ceasefire. Let us be clear. We've been very clear about this. There was a ceasefire. It was before October 7th. And Hamas broke it. And Israelis suffered unspeakable acts of evil.
0: Speaker Johnson adds that Israel needs its allies to stop focusing on politics and instead continue to support the country and its efforts to eradicate Hamas. Well, fireworks on the Senate floor after a group of Republicans sided with Democrats. The hours long standoff played out over Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville's months long hold on military promotions. He is demanding the Defense Department's change its policy, allowing taxpayer funded travel for service members to get abortions. Capitol Hill correspondent Eric Rosales joins us now with the latest, Eric.
3: Well, Tracy, it was a sight rarely seen on the Senate floor. For nearly five hours, Republicans battled amongst themselves. Dozens of Republican senators agree with their colleague, Senator Tommy Tuberville, that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's policy is illegal, but a handful of Republicans spoke out against the holdout.
1: Simply a, in my opinion, a, an abuse of the powers we have as senators. My hold is not affecting readiness. You've just denied this lady a
2: promotion. You did that.
1: If senators want to vote on these nominees one by one, I'm all in.
3: A Senate battle, Republican versus Republican.
2: And I think what we demonstrated last
3: night is there's a growing block of of Republican senators, pro-life senators, who think this is not in furtherance of our national interests, our national security, and we're prepared to act if we have to. The DOD confirms that one- and two-star officers selected by a promotion board only have 18 months to be confirmed by the Senate, or they could lose the promotion.
2: Why would you want to throw your best team off the field? I mean, we're in wars everywhere, and I want our best people in command positions
1: yesterday.
3: Others say the finger-pointing shouldn't be directed at Senator Tuberville rather than Democrat majority leader. Chuck Schumer should have been bringing these up months ago, and he has intentionally delayed that. Every member ought to have an opportunity to put holds on people. We're at a point... We need to get these people confirmed. Some Democrats are calling for a temporary rule change to get these nominations confirmed.
0: This has to stop. He is undermining national security.
3: Possibly a rule change in the future?
0: I'm all for a change. Any kind of change that will get these people through. We can change the rules, but we have to have Republicans to do it.
3: Republicans tell me not so
2: fast. I would remind my Democratic colleagues, uh, that's a double-edged sword. Uh, And it's one of the things that makes
1: the Senate unique.
2: Senator
3: Tumberville says
1: he will hold strong. But I will keep my hold in place until the Pentagon follows the law or the Democrats change the law. Every day this continues is a day that Democrats think abortion is more important than the nomination and our military.
3: Earlier this afternoon, the Senate did confirm three military nominations after Senator Tumberville forced the majority leader to take a vote for the second time in two months. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is planning to introduce a resolution to change the rules, allowing many of the promotions to be approved very quickly. But that needs Republican support, which won't likely happen. I'll stay on top of the issue. At the Capitol, Eric Rosales, EWTN News Nightly.
0: We have a lot more still to come here on EWTN News Nightly, including poll positions, analysis of some new numbers regarding the race for the White House. And President Joe Biden says that he can codify Roe versus Wade, how pro-lifers are responding. in Michigan say the White House response to the Israel-Hamas war could put President Biden's re-election in jeopardy. Other Democrats are also voicing concerns. ABC News reported earlier this week that Minnesota Representative Ilhan Omar is accusing the president of a double standard and favoring Israeli citizens over Palestinians. This, as Washington State Democrat Pramila Jayapal says that she is uneasy about the White House attitude toward Israel. For analysis, we turn to Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of Real Clear Politics. Tom, great to have you back on. Uh, let's talk more about this uh, criticism, if you will, of President Biden's handling of the Israel-Hamas war from those within his own party. What do you think this signals? And do you think this may cause some issues for Biden in getting their support in 2024?
4: I do think it's a real political problem for for the president and his reelection bid um, for precisely the reason that you mentioned. I mean, Michigan in particular, where there are a lot of of Arab Americans represented by Rashida Tlaib in Congress and and outside of Detroit and Dearborn, um, that's a state that that. Uh, President Trump won in 2016 by just a few thousand votes. Biden won it in 2020, but it is most certainly in play and could be decided by, you know, 10,000, 20,000 votes. And so if you do have a situation where, uh, you know, Arab Americans in that part of the state decide to, I mean, they're not going to vote for President Trump, but decide to stay home, um, that could end up tipping the balance. And the problem that the president has is that this is not just some— some you know fringe element of his party. It is a growing part of younger voters, um, and we've seen and it's represented by by members of Congress. I mentioned Tlaib, but there's also Ilhan Omar, Cory Bush. Uh, you mentioned Premier Jayapal um, and others. And so this is a a growing uh, problem for the president as he moves forward with his reelection bid. And you can see it, and you can see it in the things that they're doing. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris announced. Yesterday, a new initiative to combat Islamophobia, um, which caught a lot of people off guard. And obviously, the reason that they're doing it, they're trying to placate uh, the, the leftist portion of, of the Democratic base and keep those potential voters in the fold until Election Day.
0: Yeah. Um, Tom, I also want to talk about this. Overall, uh, poll numbers, what are they saying about President Biden's handling of the war in the Middle East?
4: Uh, initially, I think the reaction has been pretty good across the board. Again, despite he's lost ground, but, but with Democrats. But that's been made up by, uh, I think, independents who have approved of the way that, that Biden has initially handled uh, the situation standing by Israel after the October uh, 7th attack by Hamas. But we'll see. I mean, overall, his approval rating is still quite low um, for an incumbent president. His approval rating on foreign policy in general um, is a little bit better, but still not great. And so we'll we'll see. We'll have to wait and see as this plays out, whether it it, uh, you know, ends up helping him uh, or not. I mean, obviously, right now, the number one issue uh, on the minds of voters in the United States remains the economy. And on that, he's still got a pretty low rating.
0: Tom, I want to ask you this. Uh, What about the Jewish community here in the United States? How do they feel uh, about President Biden's handling of the war?
4: Well, we don't have any data specifically on Jewish voters that I've seen. Although, from from what I've read, I think I think Jewish voters, again, um, have been reacted positively to the initial stance of the Biden administration. But as they continue to try and sort of thread this needle and placate the forces on uh, the left of the Democratic Party, um, who who have been, you know upset by this, uh, that sort of pro-Palestinian, uh, you know, protesters around the country, Biden was asked at, a, at an event last night in Minneapolis uh, about, you know, demanding a ceasefire. I mean, this is what the, the folks on the left want. Um, you know, we'll have to see how, again, how that plays out. I think there's still a lot left to this story. But again, Jewish voters traditionally have been— uh, you know, a constituency of the Democratic Party, and to the extent that they feel that President Biden isn't representing their interests at home, there could be an opportunity for Republicans. The Republicans thought that after 9/11 it never really materialized, but but this seems to be a, a different level here with the way that we're seeing protests play out on college campuses and in cities around uh, around the country.
0: Tom, we have about a minute left or so, but I quickly want to get to this other story that's topping political headlines: the new Quinnipiac poll uh, in a hypothetical three-way race for the White House in 2024. It shows President Biden at 39 percent, former President Donald Trump at 36 percent, and Robert Kennedy Jr. at 22 percent. Tom, I want to get your thoughts on that. And are you surprised in Kennedy's surge in support?
4: I'm not surprised, I and mean, that's that's the higher end of his number. There have been we're getting starting to get more and more data now uh, that are looking not just at a two-way race in uh, 2024, but a three-way race, and even a four-way race that includes Kennedy and Cornell West, who'll be running uh, on the Green Party ticket. And uh, Robert Kennedy is in the mid-teens in in our average, um, and he does seem to be in a three-way race, taking more support from President Trump. That's where President Biden. Uh, has his best showing in a two-way race. Uh, Trump is ahead, albeit by a very small margin. And in a four-way race, Donald Trump is uh, is leading. So Kennedy is going to be a factor, but all this is going to come down to uh, ballot access. How many states can he get on the ballot? Which states they are, um, and whether they will eventually, uh, you know, help determine the outcome. So, but Kennedy is definitely in the early stages here, going to be a factor in this race if he can get on ballots.
0: All right, going to leave it right there. Tom, great to be with you today. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Tracy. Our president, Joe Biden, tells another group of supporters that he wants to sign Roe v. Wade into law. The president made those comments last night at a campaign fundraiser in Minnesota, even though he doesn't have enough votes in Congress to get it done. The White House also revealed that it held another meeting with state lawmakers to discuss abortion. They want to, quote, advance proactive legislation to further safeguard reproductive rights in the upcoming 2024 legislative session. Pro-life groups are pushing back SBA Pro-Life America writes Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and their pro-abortion allies in Washington are determined to use the White House to force taxpayer funding of abortion at home and abroad. Up next on EWTN News Nightly, Defending the Flock, a bishop exiled from Nicaragua, speaks out against the Ortega regime. Plus, Pope Francis honors the faithfully departed with a special mass. First Lady are set to visit Lewiston, Maine on Friday in the wake of the deadly mass shooting that left 18 people dead. The visit comes as the community tries to return to normalcy. Lewiston High played its first football game last night since the shooting, the deadliest in state history. Singer James Taylor performed the national anthem there. Lewiston defeated neighboring Edward Little High 34-18. to 18. A small glimmer of happiness in a time of sadness and morning. And joining us now is Tyler Dodeau, director of evangelization and catechesis with the Prince of Peace Parish in Lewiston, Maine. Tyler, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, I know that everyone is still very much hurting and trying to pick up the pieces, but I know that Lewiston is a tight-knit community, and I know everyone is really rallying around one another. There's a lot of support there. Um, also, a lot of support from outside the community as well, including from the White House. Tyler, um, what do you think President Biden's visit tomorrow means to everyone
1: um
2: you know I, I really I really think it shows that uh, Maine is not forgotten um, oftentimes this is the summer home as, as you know and uh, it kind of gets tucked away oh yeah I went there once yeah. you know and I think now we're you know that, that we have the support of the nation um, is really really quite something um, you know it's 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 not the right reason to be under the spotlight. But uh, I, I think Lewiston is showing it's, it's a tight community.
0: Yeah, and, and it really is. I mean, it's the second largest city in the state of Maine, but it really is more like a small town. I mean, everybody basically knows each other there. Um, that said, Tyler, can you tell us how all of this has impacted the parish?
2: So we have our, our first funeral tomorrow for Ron Morin. Um, he comes from a very large family, and... Um, you know, one one of our, our um extraordinary ministers of Holy Community of the Homebound. Uh, it's, it's her cousin. And, um you know, we're we're just anticipating quite quite a crowd um just because he was so well known and, and so well beloved in the community. Um, you know, it's Tracy, you, you, you kinda hit it that everybody knows everybody, but even more than that, everybody's somewhat related through through marriage or it's a, a cousin. Every everybody here it's it's more than, than I know them it's that's my that's my family
0: yeah for sure and i know that very well i lived in maine for 14 years and it's very very tight-knit um what about the children tyler the children there and lewiston in the parish i mean this is hard for us adults uh to handle to come to grips with Uh, any special counseling maybe for the children at st dominic academy the catholic school in lewiston and auburn
2: so I'm I'm a Saint Dom's parent. My two oldest um, are are there at the lower school at the elementary school, and um, we have some Franciscan sisters in the, of the of the Eucharist. Um, and the school shut down Monday to to talk about counseling, and, and they've done a fantastic job. Um, as you know, it, it's November. We we had All Saints Day yesterday, All Souls Day today, and I think um, I think that the messaging of, of our of our priests, you know, they had Mass yesterday morning, and I think that that. You know, God raises up saints in trying times, and um, you know I, I have to hold on that 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 uh, that they're praying for us, they're with us, that there's something more than than just this life. And yeah. I think the kids are hanging on to that too. I do know that uh, our sister parishes down in, in the Boston area are sending cards and uh, and and their Halloween candy to our kids. So that we haven't announced that yet, but uh, it's I, I'm expecting a care package shortly, and I. Uh, I don't know how the parents are going to feel about a, a sugar rush, but it, it'll be something good.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, make them smile. They need that right now. Um, before we wrap up, I know the parish is collecting donations uh, for the victims and families of the tragedy. Tyler, can you give a sense, give us a sense, that is a, of what's needed? I'm assuming it's probably a lot of financial help.
2: So medical expenses. Um, so the, the the state government has has given, I think, over twelve thousand dollars per per um family for funeral costs so we've now pivoted to medical expenses i know that like the strout family uh their daughter just had a 14th birthday um there's going to be you know financial burdens on 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 the on the survivors and the families left behind so we've pivoted to that and the outpouring um from all over the all over the world tracy has been has been incredible um you know uh, right on our parish website we set up a site to donate and through uh, the Axe community, the people in the in the Boston area, um, we have heralds of good news uh, as our parochial vicars and their community has reached out from India. It's it's been amazing to see the outpouring of, of love and financial support. But it's it's going to be a long haul. One of our one of the teens, um, uh, Gavin, is is a parishioner and he's you know still down in Boston uh, having having sur- surgery. So I, I think it's really the medical expenses and maybe the the commute for the families. You know, it's a, you know, it's it's a two hour trip down to Boston. You know, one way.
0: Yeah, and it's a working class neighborhood. Good fam, you know, good families there, but really not an affluent neighborhood at all. So people need their help. If people watching want to help out, Tyler, really quickly, almost out of time. But how can they do so?
2: Right. Uh, very very simple. Princeofpeace.me. So like like the state of Maine. Me. Princeofpeace.me. We've got a donate to help the families icon right on our front page. And uh, that, that's, that's the easiest way. Um, we're working right with the city. The Chamber of Commerce met with us today. And uh, we're doing all that we can. And another sister parish in New Hampshire has offered to put on a, a chicken pot pie dinner for all the first responders. So that will be coming up uh, sometime in the next month, month and a half. Well, Tyler, uh, th- The outpouring has been
0: incredible. That's wonderful. And Tyler, thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Uh, we know it hasn't been easy. Um, and we're, you all are in our prayers. So God bless you all. Yeah,
2: thank you so much. God bless you all. Thank you for covering
0: this again. Several Catholic churches, schools, and cemeteries are being targeted by pro-abortion vandalism in Ohio. This as voters in that state are set to consider a referendum next week on abortion. One church was defaced with pro-abortion messages, others have had pro-life signs stolen or destroyed. The upcoming vote on issue one is scheduled for November 7th and will decide if the right to an abortion is added to the Ohio state constitution. The Archdiocese of Cincinnati encourages Ohioans to vote no. A bishop exiled from Nicaragua is speaking out against dictators during a recent homily. Auxiliary bishop Silvio Baez said in part, quote, the dictators say they love God while they themselves take his place, believing themselves to be gods. This is in response to the constant targeting of Catholics by the Ortega regime in Nicaragua. Bishop Baez also says one cannot love God if they continue to oppress others. Pope Francis asked the Lord for peace so that people will no longer kill each other in wars.
1: Noi verso un incontro.
0: The Holy Father made those remarks at a mass for All Souls Day. He celebrated at Rome's military cemetery. In his homily, Pope Francis lamented that war brings the deaths of so many people, especially the young, adding that there can never be a real victory because of the price that is paid to reach it. Well, finally, tonight, the Holy Father has revealed his prayer intention for the month of November. He says that he is making his heart wide open to admit that he needs prayers from the faithful to carry out his mission
3: uno va tomando conciencia de lo que significa ser pastor
0: in his video message, the Holy Father says that being Pope is also a process, adding that in being a pastor, he is trying to learn to be more charitable. And he says that he needs prayers from the faithful to help the flock that has been entrusted to him by Jesus. All we thank you for watching tonight. And remember, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, X and Instagram at EWTN News Nightly. I'm Tracy Sable. Good night and God bless.